I'm Jamie Dew, and this is A Show of Strength. Too much pizzazz. So much pizzazz. I got people excited, and I uh, and that's fine. Performers, watch your step coming on stage. That girl's hammered. <laughs> She's probably fine. She probably just doesn't know what to do with her feet. That happens when people see me. I'm a ball of fun. I get fucking kicky too when I see someone like that. I don't know. Uh, how are you guys doing? This is fun. Right? the Crazy Ace show before. Yeah! Hey. Who was waiting for Jamie to come on stage and now they're like, what? <laughs> Is anybody? That's, uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so Jamie's not here because Jamie's at uh, some kind of, I didn't, he told me and then I was like kind of listening, but I think he's at like an anxiety meeting of some kind. <laughs> I guess they have those, I don't know. He's doing one of those things that nerds do where they like acknowledge their mental illness and then try to fix it. <laughs> No fucking way, man. Not for me, dude. My technique is acknowledge my mental illness and then go, all right. And that should do it. I don't like do anything about it. You just say, I have this mental illness and then wait for it to fix itself. And like keep engaging in your bad behavior, you know? Like, uh, like a dad that finds out he has heart problems, but he won't give up his steaks, you know, like that kind of thing. Like, I don't fucking care. All right, Gina, I want my steaks. Yes, I'm putting salt on my ham. Yeah, because I'd rather die than have saltless ham. Sorry, Gina. I've made my choice. I'm prepared. I pray. It'll be fine. Like that kind of thing. That's my approach to life. I don't know. So anyway, he got me to replace because I was voted, uh, I was on the first show and I was voted to have the most mental illness. So they were like, this guy's host to the next one. He won it. <laughs> That's how it works. It was really, I didn't win the competition, but I was the most bad. <laughs> um, nah, that's not true. You guys check out that song that was playing when I was coming on stage? You ever heard that one, Crazy Train? You think we picked that by accident? No way, Jose. <laughs> it's all theme music tonight. It's all crazy songs with either the word crazy or by somebody whose band has the name crazy in it or just by someone who's maybe not okay. <laughs> either way, it's going to be good. We got 15 Yoko Ono solo tracks. <laughs> gonna just bump them out, baby. No, I don't know. That Crazy Train song, I got too many thoughts. I got a, like a troubling amount of thoughts on that song. I do a lot of, I, I just, I pick on that song sometimes and people one time I was just like, I poked fun at it. I was just something about it. And somebody was like trying to guilt me about it. They're like, you know, you shouldn't make fun of that song Crazy Train because actually, guess what? Um, Crazy Train is actually about the Cold War, so. And then he looked at me like, feeling pretty bad about yourself. And I was like, well, the Cold War didn't, like, happen, though. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it, like, it happened, but, like, it was just a bunch of guys being like, I'll blow you up, and they're like, I'll blow you up. And then they're both like, no, nah, we probably won't. But what if I did? <laughs> that was the whole war. It wasn't, I'm not saying it wasn't bad, but, so, so what that means is, that the Cold War, like the only thing that you could write that song about where it's like you're trying to 
It's about the PTSD caused by the Cold War, you know? Well, maybe that's not something you should joke about. Yeah, I'll give you that. Maybe that's not something you should write a song called Crazy Train about. <laughs> a bunch of people suffering from mental health issues, and you're like, you're rolling off the rails on the crazy train. Like, that's, I'm not supposed to touch that because it's too beautiful of a tribute to them. Like, them at their benefit concert, just like, and you're rolling off the rails, and you're rolling off the rails. Oh, show me your tits for mental health, man. Who else is, every fucking time I hear that song, people, someone's got to agree with me here, every time I hear that song, I'm so disappointed. That song's got the most build-up to fucking nothing of any song I've ever heard. Anytime I've ever been at like a hockey game or nowhere else, um, and I hear that song, you know how it's only at hockey games? And I'm just like, the whole time, and it tricks me every fucking time, I'm like, here we go, because you know how it's, it's like, and you're like, dude, this train is gonna be crazy. I cannot fucking wait to see this train. It's a And you're like, oh my god, dude, I think the devil might have made this train. And Ozzy Osbourne's really getting you psyched for it, and he's really building up to it, and then it's like, and it drops, and it's just like, Check out this train. It's a kooky train. You won't believe this train. It's a yellow train. Like there's nothing crazy. Well, there's some uh, on the train. We got some guys in. They got bow ties on. That's a little quirky, isn't it? Da 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 da. Crazy train. And the horn is La Cucaracha. You've seen it on a car, but on a train. What a train. And you're like, I'm not gonna hear about trains from you anymore, Ozzy Osbourne. You fucking don't have it. You act like you do, but you don't. And every dude who just loves metal is like, yeah, fucking crazy train, man. Music straight from hell. Fire in my heart, crazy train. <laughs> just dancing along to it. It's not rockin' ass, cool ass metal. It's like it was metal. That's my problem with it. That song was metal, yeah, 30 years ago or whenever it came out. When, like, the other heaviest song in the world was by the fucking Bee Gees. Like, you know, when it was going up against, like, church music and the Beatles. And, like, this is even heavier than Hey Jude. Fuck yeah. I can't believe it. The same dudes who, like, you know those guys who will come up to you and be like, you know what, man? I can't fucking stand this Justin Bieber piece of shit. And they're like so proud of themselves. And you're like, yeah, man, you're 45. You shouldn't. Like, why do you care about Justin Bieber at all? You're like an auto mechanic close to your 50s. And you're like, if I ever met Bieber, I'd punch him in his face. And you're like, well, he's not. You know, that's not for you, right, Daryl? You know, when like Justin Bieber came out with Sorry, he wasn't like, here you go, Daryl. What do you think of this? It's for your fucking niece, you psychopath. Like, don't talk about it. Don't think about it. You're the problem. Them, buddy, what are you doing? You going to your like niece's house when she's like four years old, just like rifling through her Clifford books? Like, I knew he was gonna save the cat. I knew he was gonna <laughs> fucking idiots. And he's like, I'm smart. I'm cool. <laughs> Fuck you, Daryl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ooh, that makes me out of breath. I haven't done that in a while. Listen, I don't know. We're gonna get this show started soon. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I uh, try really hard. If you haven't noticed, what else about me? <laughs> I don't have, like, I actually felt bad when I first asked to do this show, I was like, uh, Jamie, I don't know if I should do it because I don't have, like, a lot of mental health issues and I don't have, and then I realized how often my messages to people are six paragraphs long explaining that I shouldn't even be messaging them, and I was like, oh, wait, all right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, never mind, we're getting started on something that's actually pretty fucking good. Um, I guess my main mental health issue is that I always think I have 
like different mental health issues. Like uh, one time, this one feels pretty real to me actually. One time I was like kind of freaked out because I was at home and I was uh, I was microwaving some cookies, right? And I'm just like, you know, doing the thing where you're, I like put two of them on like a paper towel because you don't want to make dishes because then you got to do dishes. Think about life, you guys. And so, and then I was like about to put them in the microwave. I got two cookies on there and I put, I put a third one on there and I was like, all right, that's good. And I'm about to put it in the microwave and then I say out loud, I go, we both know you want more than that. And then I was like, who's we? <laughs> oh no, who's we? There's a demon living inside my brain and he knows too much about my dietary habits. <laughs> I like completely lost my mind about it. Uh, I don't know who it was. Maybe it is a demon. I don't know. I also, I also one time, I've had, uh, I've had instances where like, um, I had this roommate once and I was, I had noticed that sometimes, uh, you know, you know how you get in your shower and you're like, right, you have your like, the one, you know those ones with the one middle knob, and I was like, right here, that is prime shower temperature. Like, I got it in my mind, I could picture it, I'm on my way home from work, and I'm like, I know just where to turn it to have that perfect shower. And then I went and did it, and it was somewhere different, and I noticed that that happened a lot, it was always changing. And I asked my roommate, and she was like... No, I haven't really noticed that. And instead of being like, oh, she smokes a ton of weed and is probably just having nine bong hoots before she gets in the shower and hadn't registered, I was like, I'm an insane person. I have no idea how temperature feels. And I was like, there's probably times where it's been burning my skin off and I have no idea. And I was like, is my face melting right now? Is my dog even real? Have I just been like petting a, a fucking footstool for my whole life? Like, I have no idea. And then I like had a gun in my mouth and I was like, no way, maybe the weed. Maybe it was the weed. I have no idea, man. Oh boy, that's not enough to get you going, but it's a start. Um, we're gonna bring on your first act. This guy was supposed to be in the second act, but he's such a fucking champion. He's the guy who yelled at four of you at the start of the show to start it off. He's also been, you might recognize him as the inside joke on a lot of comment threads about open mics. Oh wait, no, but I have. It's Raheel Shake, everybody! Thank you. I live life on the edge, which is why for the last week I haven't smoked any weed or took any SSRIs. <laughs> what? How crazy can I get? Let's find out. Guys, I have a normal life. That is why I don't have any funny or interesting stories for you. But I do have a lot of jokes and just seven minutes. So, joke one. <laughs> My name is Rahul Sheikh. And yes, I am from the country that gave the world butter chicken and shitty, shitty customer service. <laughs> Norway! Okay. <laughs> My name is Rahul Sheikh. And I'm originally from India. I moved to Toronto in 2015. And I love Toronto, man. I love Toronto. Because there are so many different places to eat at. After eating all different kinds of food at different places, I have finally realized it doesn't matter what country I'm in. My favorite thing to eat will always be pussy. <laughs> Thank you. My name, my name is Rahul Sheikh. And I've dated three different women of three different nationalities. Which is great! 
Not only do I get to hang out with a person of a different culture, I also get to experience their culture firsthand. Plus, now I know how to say, ah, oh, that's so tiny in three different languages. <laughs> what is comedy without a bit of truth? Am I right, guys? Okay, okay, okay. Guys, a little, <laughs> a little bit about myself. My hobbies include eating, masturbating, and making extended eye contact at men's urinals. <laughs> My favorite though is doing all the three at the same time. <laughs> I have <a laughs> Yes, I have a <laughs> I am a creature of habit. And that habit is cocaine. <laughs> In fact, the only thing that is as high as me right now are my father's expectations. <laughs> pound it, dog, pound it! That's what she said. <laughs> Moving on. Guys, let's get serious here for a second. I have a daughter named Daughter. A I have a daughter named Daughter, a dog named Dog, a cat named Cat, and a goldfish named Jonathan. In case you are wondering, yes, Jonathan's my favorite because he's such a goofball. Also, if push comes to shove, I can just eat Jonathan. That's how that joke ends. Okay. <laughs> I could have tried and written a better punchline, but no, I'm a lazy comic. Moving on. <laughs> Before I moved to Toronto, I knew, I knew there was going to be some sort of a culture shock, right? And honestly, I thought I was prepared for it. But here's the thing. There is a reason it's called a culture shock and not a surprise because there is absolutely no way you can prepare for it. I thought I was prepared for it because I had watched the entire series of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> nope. The thing that shocked the living shit out of me was when, for the first time, I was walking down Young Street and I saw these two dudes just making out. And when I say making out, I mean the notebook style making out. So much passion, guys. I just could not look away. That night I realized, for someone like me, who moved to Toronto three years ago, watching two dudes make out for the first time was exactly like watching the shark at the aquarium for the first time. I just could not stop masturbating. Yes, I am bisexual. I am attracted to both men and sharks. Yes! Guys, I hate the fact, I hate the fact that it took me two years Two years to realize I don't need pancakes to enjoy maple syrup. <laughs> and since that day, I've been eating brown bread with maple syrup every single day. <laughs> Folks, the point that I'm trying to make is I am fat. <laughs> I am so fat, the only reason I order butter chicken is to eat the butter. <laughs> I am so fat, my biography should be called The Life of Pies. 
<laughs> Shut up! I am so bad! I lied about brown bread and maple syrup! There is no brown bread! <laughs> it is just me drinking maple syrup straight from the dips of Aunt Jamima! <laughs> Does this guy know that's not how it's pronounced? Let's find out. <laughs> I know, obviously I know. I know it's pronounced hard. Jamina? Yeah. Fuck, how's it pronounced, sir? Jemima. That's not funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. <laughs> I have always believed, guys, here is something. I don't believe in a lot of things, right? I mean, I do believe in God. What happened to that, right? Now, believing in God is suddenly so uncool. Thank you. Before, it's like, oh, yeah, man, you believe in God, I believe in God. Like, what are you fucking published one? That's just a tiny... Uh, Fuck, what's the word? I, that's, the, that's my beef with the society, you know. Let people believe in their God. Moving on, guys, I have always believed you can never, never put a price on a human's life until my brother was kidnapped. <laughs> then I realized two things. One, of course, of course you can put a price on a human's life. And two, the kidnapper had incredibly overestimated the price of my brother's life. <laughs> it's not all bad news though. On the plus side, I am the favorite son now. <laughs> you know, I am sure we have all heard how India is unsafe for women, right? But let me tell you something that you will never hear. India is equally unsafe for children too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I stand by that joke. <laughs> Last joke. Epilogue. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Before I do that, ma'am, what's your name? Man. Oh, man. Sorry, I'm done with you, bro. <laughs> I want to talk to your girl. Is that your girlfriend? <laughs> Lucky bastard. What's your, what's your name, ma'am? Michelle. Michelle, what's my name? Fuck you, Michelle! <laughs> Someone yell out my name before I lose my head. Fuck, who was that? <laughs> God damn, you pound it, dog. Pound it, pound it. <laughs> Not a lot of people remember my name. It is a tough name. Which is why I repeat it thrice. <laughs> Last joke. Epilogue. My name is <laughs> My name is Rahil Sheikh and I sincerely believe depending on the kind of person you are the best thing or the worst thing about incest is family comes first for whoever that was, everybody. There's no way I'm the first guy to do that. There's no way. Alright, let's keep this show moving. I need to fucking shut up anyway. Let's bring up your next act right after this quick wipe up of that beer that spilled a while ago. There's more there, but no one's sitting there, so it's fine. No, alright, we're gonna do it. Just, yeah. Oh, that barely counts. That's, that's like when a, when a four-year-old's like pouring juice and they accidentally spill it all the way over and they're like, oh, clean him up. You're like, 
the thought's nice, but we'll handle this, all right? All right, give it up uh, for your next act. I actually don't know if I even met you before the show. If I did, oh, I'm such a piece of shit. Give it up for the very mentally ill, Kyle Lucy, everybody. <laughs> Very much, yeah, fucking nuts. Uh, sorry. Guys, keep that going for Kyle, if you will. This is a very uh, interesting show idea. You get a bunch of people who are just fucked in the head and expect us to do well on stage. That's nice. Just here you go. I think everybody is everyone. Is this the thing of the show? And by the way, we're giving you're giving him shit for spilling, and these guys walking with a blind man's cane. What is happening today at this place? There's a guy with blue hair. Am I gonna do well? I don't know. I don't know. Do you know what type of comedian I am? Did I just burst into the same people that are uh, fucking protesting? testing at Antler right now? What's happening? You guys even gonna lie? I'm doing jokes about cancer, guys. What's up? You guys fuck around with drugs or everyone here is gonna be in bed right after the show? What's going on? Get my glasses off, my blue hair on, and then nighty-night for Trevor. What's going on, everybody? I fuck around with drugs, okay? I, I drink so I don't feel anymore. That's exactly what I do. I do coke. You know what I mean? You guys are like, somebody get this boy a blanket, relax. <laughs> my uncle's a priest, I uh, showed up to his church, coked out of my mind. And I kicked on the front door and I looked him in the eyes and I was like, they're putting fluoride in the water, like I yelled it. And there was a dad there like, sweetie, if you ever get the chance, you let that man die, okay? <laughs> I would never, uh, the thing is I'm not suicidal, but I think about killing myself if I have a bad day. That's the thing. I had a car almost hit me when I was crossing the street and I was just like, I wish you did! And I realized that that's in me, you know what I mean? But the thing is I would never kill myself because too many things in life make me happy. I mean, I thought about doing it, but I didn't because I matched with someone on Tinder that day. <laughs> She's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, great, you just bought me a week. <laughs> exactly what I wanted to laugh at. <laughs> it's crazy. It's not really, uh, I don't know. I didn't grow up. I'm, I'm like white trash, so like I didn't grow up like all the other ones that looked like me, I guess you could say. My mom is a fucking, my mom is such a drunk and she'd always join us for dinner with like her makeup smudged and then she'd just be like, it's simple, we uh, killed the Batman. I'm like, yo, what the fuck, you're so weird. You're so fucking weird. Not plus my dad, one time I told my dad I loved him, he made the dad noise, I was like, hey dad, love ya. He's like, yeah, well, and just walked away. <laughs> My mom tried to kill me when I was 15. Uh, the thing is, though, uh, she went to the same jail as Paul Bernardo right after, or she calls him the hot one. <laughs> but she tried to, like, kick my door down, and just the way she did it, I always thought was, like, a cop would kick a door and the door falls. My mom put her fucking leg through the door, and with her whole body was like, Aah! Like, like, you know what I mean? That's scary as shit at 2 a.m. A hold through the door, then here's mommy! I'm like, whoa. Next day, no apologies either. Just joins us for breakfast, like, well, I cannot do tequila. <laughs> oh shit, the fucking idiot. <laughs> Not her fault, though. She was, you know, molested as a kid, and that's why my dad does shit to me, too. He was. Like, my mom was sexually abused as a kid, my dad just physically, because he's not as hot as my mom. <laughs> 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 just... 
see a therapist now, but he left halfway through a session to take a shit. <laughs> Never happened to you guys? I'm in there and I'm just like, I don't know how much longer I can hold on. And he's like, oh, give me a second, get on. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I heard him shit through the wall. Do you understand? He's like, I'm listening. Oh, fuck my ass. He was yelling and shit. I wanted him to come back with me dead and a note on my chest saying I couldn't hold it in either. Like, <laughs> Three jokes about killing myself until they think I actually mean it. Gotcha. That's the ratio. You guys feel good, though? We're living in Toronto. This is nice here. I like it here. I, all I do is go online. All I'm doing during the day is going online and fucking with people. Just fucking with people. My buddy is on Facebook, he posted a picture of him and his family just hugging each other really nice. And I wrote, would fuck all of you. Just said it up. <laughs> He's just like, bro, that's fucked up. There's a baby in that photo too. And I just write, she won't remember. You send it out, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, so you guys are... No, uh, what I'm trying to say is I love black people. Who would never hire one? But, um, okay, that's, never mind. <laughs> I'm like, let me see, oh, wait, wrong door. <laughs> but yeah, this is nice, I don't know. I like living in Toronto, it's nice living in Toronto. I've lived here for about three years now. And there's not a whole lot of sluts here, that's what I've realized. Because I grew up in a trailer park, ladies and gentlemen. Sluts are bred there, like the orcs in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I had a girl grab my penis one time, like... Man flesh. And a thousand of her sisters ran over the hill, just sucking cock and stabbing Frodo. It was insane. <laughs> Biggest thought where I'm from, she used to call her asshole vagina too. <laughs> Every time she got an SCI, she's like, just put it in the other one. I'm like this? I'm like, okay, but which one's which? They both have poo in it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I love hearing in you. I do love hearing in you. <laughs> I've had weird sex in my life. I've had a threesome with a guy and a girl, and uh, he takes his pants off and he had genital warts. And I'm like, maybe he just shaved weird, but honestly, if a blind girl jerked him off, she'd be like, oh, I've never read this book before. Like, it was so weird that way. But yeah, you guys are not feeling any of that. That's cool. We've got good looking girls in here, but don't worry, you're not my type. You have all of your hair. <laughs> By the way, are you two dating or close brother and sister? Close. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm out. Like, Excuse me! Awful. Excuse me, no, not you. Please don't answer, let the man talk. Excuse me, I'm, but I'm doing sign language? Okay, awful. That's cool. Because I'm from a trailer park that's a right of passage, so fuck your sister. The only way you get your G2. Let me tell you this, folks, I drive. <laughs> Pretty cool if you were brother and sister uh, watching Game of Thrones together, like da na 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 the old family recipe. But, uh, you, guys, you guys don't do that when you're eating your sister out? Just boy oh boy, do I love mama's cooking? Is that okay? I gotta leave on something that's not that. But I do like to do stand up because it's nice to make people laugh, but it's also really fun to ruining an entire building's night. Just watch adults cringe. Twice my age. Uh, yeah, I, like you're good looking, but you have all your hair. I want to fuck a demon. <laughs> and I don't mean a girl who's mean to me in any way. I mean, if I walk up and poke her on the back, she just turns around like, like that, if I'm going to be honest. Like, I want an actual. 
I, this is usually worse at other crowds, but you guys are all insane, so you're like, yeah, Saturday, what's up? <laughs> hey guys, I'm gonna go. Uh, we are very, we're way too similar for, for you guys to get any irony. And I mean that as... <laughs> I think we're all gonna wake up from our, from our pills and we're all gonna be tied together on a tree somewhere where our witch is sacrificing us. And then it's like, he's not blind. He just fucking, that's, like, you're the cult leader and you told us we're all blind and right, we're gonna wake up from the Kool-Aid at any second, ladies and gentlemen. But thanks so much for having me. I gotta go. about comedy shows there's like there's no way to gauge it scientifically but there's sort of like a, a, a gauge or a meter of like how much like gross crazy insane like weird shit you can say in a whole night and uh, Kyle used it all up <laughs> so like if anybody else has some really intense shit they want to go for I'm sorry <laughs> it's not gonna get you anything everyone's gonna be like oh Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so uh, apologies to your next comedian. <laughs> Let's give it up, everybody, for Alice Rose! Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Crazy Eights, a comedy show uh, themed around incest believe it or not. Uh, it seems to be the running theme of the night. Unfortunately, I don't have any incest jokes, but if you're available, you could kind of pretend you're having sex with, like, a paternal brother and sister at the same time. Um, <laughs> my name is Alice Rose. A few opening credits. Um, makeup brought to you by Jade at uh, The Loft on Dundast West. Uh, hair brought to you by that insane updraft on the, uh, the Toronto subway. <laughs> and wardrobe brought to you by an angry trail of ex-girlfriends. <laughs> um, I, have, I have fantastic news for you tonight. I'm just so excited about it. I just saved... I have a frog in my throat. <laughs> I just saved a bundle on my car insurance by switching to female. <laughs> And in case it's not painfully obvious, I am a transgender woman. Um, I also, uh, I have ADHD, a couple of OCDs, uh, depression, social anxiety, and um, I don't have any jokes about any of those things, because when you're a girl with a penis, that is a goldmine of material you can milk forever. So I'm going to go a little off track on the crazy train. Um, and I know what you're all wondering. And yes, they're real. Um, I'm very proud of them. These are some very, very high-quality, organic, free-range, <laughs> locally-sourced, fair-trade, vegetarian, grain-fed, hipster titties. Unfortunately, I couldn't find a way to have them grow without the use of hormones. Uh, let's see what I have here. Uh, so, my gender identity is pretty cut and dry. Cut and dry? Cut and paste. 
tuck and tape. However, my sexual orientation is not so clear cut. Um, I sexually identify as an attention whore. <laughs> Which means I'm on all the apps. Tinder, OkCupid, um, Hinge, uh, Seeking Arrangements, Backpage, that's not a dating app. Uh, even Grindr. Um, anyone in the house? Who, where are my Grindr boys at? Hi. You got any? One? Um, which means we've got, got a pretty discreet audience in here tonight. Um, so I love to use the app Grinder because it's just so entertaining. I don't use it to meet people because the murder rate is uh, so high, so alarmingly high amongst people like myself. I don't really want to poke the bear or be poked by the bear. <laughs> However, I like to see it as a little, a little uh, phone game, a little phone app. Um, so for those of you who are not familiar with Grindr, uh, the layout of it is it's a grid of people. So you're first, and it's arranged, the people who are online are arranged in proximity to their location to you. Um, so it's essentially Pokemon Go, but with dicks. Um, you can load up the app, walk through your neighborhood, and just collect blowjobs. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, so what we have here. Um, I am single. I'm recently single. Uh, I'm enjoying it. The sex is definitely better. Uh, however, it's nice when you're cozy in a little relationship. You don't have to try so hard to get ready. You can just like put on you know, some comfy yoga pants and watch movies, order a pizza. It's effortless. First dates with a person, that takes so much effort. And it takes so much more effort for a woman than it does for a man, especially if you're still learning. Um, so let's talk about body hair for a second. That is a whole ordeal. Um, so to give you an idea of what I have to go through, ladies in the room, I have to shave everything you have to shave. Uh, guys in the audience, I also have to shave everything you have to shave. <laughs> And then, just for a little extra confidence, I like to go back in and just hit every other square inch of my body. <laughs> um, fortunately, I'm not I'm not very hairy. Uh, you know, on a on a scale of hairy women, I'm somewhere between Greek and Armenian. <laughs> so just picture like Tina Fey, me, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Chloe Kardashian, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner. Just type a name drop. That's my girl. Um, so yeah, there's body hair, there's makeup. Um, that takes a lot of time. It's also really expensive. Guys, guys always complain about having to buy a drink or having to buy a little dinner. Like, you have any idea how much cosmetics cost? I show up at a date, there's so much Fenty on my face, you're basically having dinner with Rihanna. That's worth a $12 steak at the kick. I'm sorry. Um, then there is hair. If you have to wash your hair that night, um, that adds like an extra 15, 20 minutes. You gotta blow dry, all of that kind of stuff. And uh, I mean, if he's cute and butt stuff's on the table, that's a whole other process. So you have to be aware of that. 
Um, I'm going to leave you with one other little joke. Uh, I have a I have a niece. She's uh, she's a year and a half, and she's just a fantastic person. Um, and one challenge that her parents, who are really really progressive, uh, forward thinking people, uh, try to instill all of these great liberal values into into their daughter. Um, one challenge that they're facing that that my parents had to face was was how to approach um, body parts and uh, language and gendered terms and all of these things with the child. So for instance, when I was growing up, the talk was like, when a man and a woman love each other very much, sometimes we all know the rest. Um, but now those, those lines aren't very clear cut. Um, and I think that would be a great premise for a joke. Somebody should definitely write that. <laughs> oh well. Um, but to give you an example, that was a beer burp. Um, to give you an example, they try to use the, the, the biologically correct terminology for body parts. So breasts, anus, penis, believe it or not, not vagina, but vulva, because the vagina is the interior canal. So uh, little baby Hazel is learning to potty train, and she, uh, I, I was over visiting, and she takes her pants off, uses the potty, she's so proud of herself, she runs into the living room, like Winnie the Pooh, just a shirt up to here, and nothing else on. So she runs into the living room, she stops dead, and goes, Vulva! <laughs> And I had to break it to her. I said, oh, sweetie, no. That's Auntie Alice's vulva. <laughs> but yours is in the front. Um, I think that's it for me. Thank you all for having me here. Alice Rose, everybody. you got to come up after someone explains that they told a toddler about anal sex. And that's just part of the job, and I knew that coming into this. I was like, that will happen tonight. So listen, uh, put it together if, you, if you're one of those people that's a fan of bathroom breaks and smoke breaks. Who likes pissing and smoking? Come on, give it to me, guys. Yeah! So I can give you a quick couple pieces of information. I'm gonna, I just realized how much I'm rattling the fucking mic around. Sorry. Uh, we're going to take a quick intermission. I want to remind you, stick around for the whole rest of the show. Don't fucking leave. I'll be watching you, by the way. If you leave, I'm really fast. It's the only thing I have going for me. I don't fight. I run from fights. And that means if you run, I can run to you. And then I can't do anything. I don't know. But anyway, stick around. Um, you're going to be able to vote after, right near the end of the show on uh, who you liked and who you didn't like. You can't vote on me, so fuck off. It doesn't matter if you like me. Um, also, uh, I don't think I told you guys this at the start. You might have heard, but either of these two beers are only five bucks because you're a bunch of VIP fucking fancy pants, cool ass showgoers, and only you can do that. I want you to approach anyone who's going to the show downstairs and let them know that they don't get that drink deal. And maybe slap them, I don't know. You can hit them, hurt them. Yeah, let's hurt some people tonight. So anyway, we're going to take about a 10 or 15 minute break, and then we're going to get back to it, and we got some killers, and if you leave, I'll kill you. Alright, thank you, okay. <laughs>
Welcome back to the second half of Crazy Ace. Once again, here's Kyle. Yeah. All right, and be honest, seriously be honest, who went pee? Come on, tell who went pee. Don't be afraid, thank you. One person is telling the truth and the rest of you are lying. I know who pees and guess what? It's everybody. I went to science class. Don't think I didn't go to science class. Come on. You guys feeling good though? You ready to start the second half? You ready to sort of get into it? That's awesome. This, you'll be more likely to be, who got beers? Who took advantage of those cheap yeah. beers? Yes, you did. That's very cool. I also forgot to tell you guys, there's shirts available. Have you guys seen the shirts around that have the, it's like schizophrenia and all the, it lists all the, has anybody seen those? This one, not for sale. My little brother got it for me for Christmas. He likes to get me shirts that make other people uncomfortable. That's his like whole deal. I wore this at a music festival once. Everyone's like, full house, like, what's wrong with this face? <laughs> I ruined their trip, it was cool. <laughs> You know what? I feel like there's some other stuff. Speaking of all that, I gotta address this off the hop, and this is just something I do while I'm doing comedy. Um, everybody's thinking about it. Everybody's. I'm sorry for not addressing this like right off the top. Yes, I got a new haircut. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm not talking about it. Yes, I got a new haircut, and I'm looking very sharp. Okay, sorry. I should have talked about it. I'm looking very sharp and dapper in my sweet little boy new haircut. What a fancy young man. I know. I'm sorry. I'm looking what the fashion magazines might call a very handsome, polite young gentleman. Yes. You guys don't read fashion magazines or what? You guys don't read the fashion magazine my mom writes about me? Come on. Nobody? Nobody reads number one son's magazine? Magazine? Come on, you guys. It's great. You gotta check it out. You gotta check it out. It's bi-weekly. That's twice a week. My mom's a hard worker. She puts it out as much as she can. It's really good. You gotta check out the top Kyle's list. The top five Kyle's every twice a week. It's hot shit. I'm in the top five most of the time. More often than not. Kyle Lucy's doing good, too. I don't know how my mom found out about him. I'm learning a lot about her, actually. I don't think that was the intention. I I'm gonna get to number one one of these days too. I can't wait to top that list. Fucking Kyle McLaughlin, man. That guy's too good. And she hasn't even seen Twin Peaks. She just likes him on Portlandia. What a cool mom, right? I'm gonna get him. Also, can I just say, maybe the oldest guy named Kyle in the whole world? Is there an older Kyle than Kyle McLaughlin? He's like 50. You're, not supposed, to, you're supposed to be 22 max if your name's Kyle. That's why I'm never gonna have kids. I can't do that. My name's Kyle. They're gonna be like, Mom, what's Dad's name? Oh, it's Kyle. Shit, fuck off, Mom. <laughs> they come beat me up. They like give me they give me a fucking wedgie. I'm like, did you have to use a stool to do that? They like planned it. Like the two kids together. They like that's what they would do if I had kids. I'm just saying. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I got a haircut. And I'm looking great. Sorry. It makes people mad if I'm if I'm doing this thing where if I like dress all right or like make my hair all whatever it makes people hate me so much. And I think I've narrowed out onto why. It's because I'm almost handsome. So from far away you don't like me because you're like, ooh, Mr. Hunky. Because dude, from 60 feet away, I'm fucking sex candy. I'm fucking you can't help out. Everybody's soaking wet. And everybody wants in wherever they can get, find a place and just do mouth stuff or whatever you gotta do, rub your stuff on it. Oh yeah, and then you get a little bit closer, you get to like eight feet, like these people, maybe not you, but you. You know what I mean? You get a little bit of a look and you're like, oh, who's that? Oh wait, a couple things are weird. Sorry, I didn't know. 
sorry. No, like, it's not all good. I thought it was good, but like a lot of stuff is a little bit off. Whoops, sorry. I get a lot of this when I go into a mall. If I'm just entering a mall and people, you know, when you know when somebody new comes in the mall and everybody just casually is like, ooh, new mall person. I'm like, is this one sexy? I get a lot of this, like, oh, is it? No, oh, shit. Ooh, sorry. Ah, no, I thought you were good looking. No, 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 no. Sorry, I thought you were like a handsome guy. Gross, yuck, shit, fuck. That's what I get a lot. I have to just deal with that. A lot of people being like, I'd love for you to model for my magazine. It's called uh, Our Camera is Broken Magazine. <laughs> I'd love for you to date my daughter. She's mostly mine. That's what I'd love for. I'm sorry, that's always been part of my joke. I'm not even doing that because of you. I'm just sort of. Anyway, that's just sort of. <laughs> the deal because it's because I got one of these it's um, a little bit of a rat face <laughs> is that registering a little bit of a rat face like a very handsome rat one of the best looking rats you've ever seen but like still a rat like if I like join the mafia they'd like kill me in the first Joe Pesci would just put a gun to my head you know what I mean because be like I don't know why but something's up I feel like he gave my great-grandfather the plague or something. I don't know. <laughs> I feel weird about this fucking guy. It's a bit of a rat face. I don't know. But, like, I'm talking, like, a French billionaire and his castle's, like, infested with rats. He's like, oh, disgusting. Get these rats out of my abode. <gasps> Except for that one. <laughs> yeah, yes, he is perfect. I will keep him. <laughs> he sleeps in my bed with me. And I do. It's nice. But it's not the life I pictured for myself. <laughs> it's a lot of cheese, but it's not great. Anyway, this next guy's got a weird face, too, in a different way. I'll let him explain it to you. <laughs> Give it up for Will Christensen, everybody! Hey. Yeah. Having a weird day. You guys have this thing where you don't feel comfortable in your own skin? <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm Will, uh, I'm what they call a save the marriage baby. <laughs> Does anyone here a save the marriage baby? Anyone here save their marriage with a baby? No? I thought not. <laughs> you can't save a marriage with a baby, they're underqualified. How'd that conversation go? My dad just came home from work, just Honey, our marriage is saved. I've got this, this great marriage counselor. He's 10 minutes old. Can't talk. He's really cute. She's like, what's his rate? And it's like, it's all of our money till we both die. <laughs> it's gonna work a miracle. It did not work a miracle. I didn't save that marriage, uh, but I don't think it's my fault. Like, you need a master's degree to become a marriage counselor, right? And, and babies, like, they barely know how to shit themselves. Like, they know what happens, yeah, but they don't really know why. To be frank, they don't have a lot of time to figure out the mechanics of the situation. They have a marriage to sit. <laughs> gotta stay on task. I got bullied a lot when I was a kid. Uh, anyone else get bullied a lot when they were a kid? Yeah, all of us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I got bullied a lot as a kid, but I was also like a really naive kid, so I just didn't know it was happening. <laughs> like, I thought everyone was laughing with me. <laughs> no. People would just say horrible shit to me and I'd brush it off because I thought I was like in on it. I was hanging out with this guy and I thought he was my best friend. And uh, we were talking and halfway through the conversation he turned to me and he's just like, can you fuck off? Like, no one likes you, what are you doing here? And I was just like, classic. <laughs> the old bully Will Christensen trick, never gets old. He's like, it's not a trick, you're a fucking loser. I'm like, oh yeah, that's me, I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> they all stopped talking to me. 
Oh boy, fun night. Have you guys ever seen someone taking the stairs one step at a time and you're just like, get a job. <laughs> what are you doing? This is city life, okay? If you're not taking it three steps at a time, you don't really want it. <laughs> I have a job. I teach people how to use the stairs to my own personal satisfaction. <laughs> I get them going three at a time, five at a time, nine at a time. Everyone else says I'm just pushing people down the stairs. <laughs> but I'm the professional. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Uh, do you guys smoke weed? Anyone in here smoke weed? Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you guys no? Or yeah? No. Mm. Don't tell mom. <laughs> I smoke weed. Uh, it's been getting to be like a little much lately. Like, I, it's getting to be like a bit of a problem. Like, have you guys ever smoked so much weed that you forgot if you smoked weed? Not <laughs> just me. I remember I was in my kitchen and I kind of like zapped into consciousness and I was just like, I know I came out here to smoke weed. I can't remember if I did. <laughs> I'm gonna take a bowl. I don't want to take the chance of not high right now. <laughs> Love getting high. Runs in the family too. <laughs> I did mushrooms with my dad about a year ago. Uh, was a crazy time, crazy kooky time. Doing mushrooms with your dad is a lot like going to a wedding. Cause like at first you're not really sure if you're gonna have any fun, but then you get there. And it's so much worse than you ever thought possible. <laughs> like my demons came to the surface and like his demons came to the surface and they all coalesced into one big problem. We completely lost our sense of identity. At one point during the trip he looked at me and he said, Dad, I'm scared. I was like, wait, aren't you dad? <laughs> Ruined my whole night. Oh boy. Uh, try to try to keep it positive. Try to keep it light. People like to be like, "Hey, Will, you're so positive." I like to be like, "Hey, fuck you." <laughs> How dare you compartmentalize me? I'm complex. <laughs> no, I try to look on the bright side of shit. Uh, I wasn't always this way. I used to be very, very depressed. Hence, me being on this show. Um, uh, this is a, a story I'm going to tell right now. Just bear with me. Uh, I used to be like really, really depressed and really like kind of down on life. And one day I was so depressed and so down on life that I decided I was going to kill myself. Uh, so, you know, I got on the subway and I took it to Sherburne Station just to show you where my mind was at. <laughs> I, uh, I walked up the stairs and I, I went to that, like, that pedestrian bridge over the DVP. I don't know if you guys have ever, like, tried to kill yourselves or anything, but, uh, it's a hot spot. <laughs> I, I was standing on the bridge and I was, like, watching the carts go by, just, like, kind of building up the courage to jump. And then I finally like started to, and then like a couple walked onto the bridge. And they looked to be about like third date, and I didn't want to fuck that up. <laughs> I didn't want to, like no one's getting laid after that. <laughs> Not gonna be back at her place later. He's just like, oh, and it was like, we saw a guy die. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I just kind of played it off. I was like, oh, that's what the outside of the bridge looks like. <laughs> kept walking down Sherburne. I was trying to figure out other ways to like kill myself because I had a busy week ahead of me. I wanted to get this out of the way. Uh, <laughs> and I, I was walking down Sherburne Street and I came across like this big crowd of people and they were all freaking out. Everyone was like really, really distressed. 
And I couldn't figure out what was going on until I looked up and I saw a man on top of a building getting ready to kill himself, completely stealing my thunder. <laughs> terrible, terrible day. Uh, I felt really out of place in the crowd too, because everyone was like yelling all these super supportive, encouraging things. Like everyone's just like, don't jump, like, we all love you. And I'm down there like, how'd you get access to the stairs? <laughs> There's a padlock, like very well secured. Uh, thanks guys, everyone with Christmas. And it's Charles Barkley's crazy playing. What a sensitive playlist we put together to really highlight the severity of mental health and how seriously we should take it. Ah, I love Will Christian. He's the only guy that can put on like a sweet Mr. Rogers sweater and still be a goth. <laughs> you know? Just the tone of voice and how often he talks about he wishes he was dead. That whole thing. All right, this next guy's not wearing a Mr. Rogers sweater, but he's all fucked up and bad. It's all bad with this guy. It's no good. Oh, God. I'm sorry, everybody. Give it up for Dave McInnes. He's, it's all fucking bad, man. How about a hand for your wonderful host, Kyle, eh? Talk about the energy. The energy of that guy. No, I, I never had that energy. He said he doesn't have a mental illness, but 100% Kyle does cocaine. <laughs> I did cocaine one time on a show, and I just walked up, and I'm just like, How's it going? Anyone here want to hear a long story with no ending? <laughs> I'm trying not to drink either. I'm trying to make better life choices, not do drugs. So I'm drinking water. I just kind of smoke weed now. I was excited to do this show because, like, some of the jokes that I have, they don't really work that well sometimes. But uh, so I'm just gonna open with this. Like, anyone, anyone here hate yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Most times I do that. Everyone's like, no, but we're uncomfortable. <laughs> I do, and I think it's pretty funny if you hate yourself. Like that's so funny because that's you. That's what you hate. Isn't that fucking hilarious? Like, isn't it though? Like, because if other people hate you, they can leave. <laughs> when you hate yourself, you're hanging out every day, dickhead. I'm 26, two years old, okay? I have needs. I jerk off every single day. Imagine jerking off someone you hate every single day. It's like a gang scene, we gotta do this again every single day, and that's what I do. I give someone I hate a hand job every single day. Oh, this is like other shows. Never mind. <laughs> I, uh, I was seeing a therapist there for a while. And uh, I haven't told this in a while, but I, I was. And then um, she fucking, I loved her. I loved her, but she hated me. <laughs> she told me, because I'd always try to point out my problems. And I was always trying to like label myself and like, look it up, see what I had. And uh, I was trying to tell her what I had. And she's like, you don't have anything. And she's like, what do you want from this? Because I'd always tell her what I, she should tell me. And I thought like I was better than her, even though she knew. She's like, what, what do you want out of this? I was like, I want to know, is it my childhood, my upbringing, my substance abuse, or am I just an asshole? And she's like, all four. <laughs> I was like, oh. And I was trying to like tell her. I was like, because I, I, like, I thought like this is fucked up because I got it. I was like, I was like, I feel like I'm like a sociopath, and I, I told her that I was like, I thought I think I'm a sociopath, like, or no, no, that's why I, that's why I said to her, I was like, I think I'm a narcissist. She's like, do you enjoy being a narcissist? 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, I, I want to make a career of a one-sided conversation. And I told her that I thought I was a sociopath. And she's like, you're not a sociopath. And I wanted to be a sociopath. For like, for like two months, I thought I was a sociopath. Just because it was so much easier than just being like, oh, no, you're just a shitty person. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I should have started on I should have did jokes that I knew first and then worked into what I was doing. <laughs> so I'll do that then. I feel like I'm smart enough to know I'm stupid. <laughs> Do you have any idea how frustrating that is? <laughs> Every day I wake up, my brain's like, hey, we should probably know more things. <laughs> and I don't know how to do that, so I just go out and I live my life with you guys. That's what I do. I'm like your little speed bump in life. How do you not be stupid? Like I'm asking, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I tried reading more, but the problem with me is like nothing sinks into my head. Like I had to read something like ten times before I'm like, okay, I'm gonna read this two more times, and then I'm gonna finally figure out what the hell this fortune cookie's trying to tell me because I feel like an idiot. <laughs> that's my day. When I feel dumb. I think everyone else is dumb. Because you know, in Canada, we're rated tenth. You know, we're rated sixth in the world for education. Do you know that? Well, we are. <laughs> I think we did some things okay. I think other things we totally dropped the ball on though, like French. We took French for nine years. Nine years. Myself and everyone I know personally can't speak French. Nine years we took French. My parents even asked me, like, hey, how come you can't speak French? I was like, because they taught us numbers for nine years. Why the hell would I know how to speak French? That's a number a year. And then the last year I was like, fuck it, I'm taking French seriously. I'm learning two numbers. Count to 10 in Tabernacle. You're on your way. Welcome to French in Canada. I think we did some things okay, though, with math and science. Have you heard of a university science class? We had, like, uh, microscopes. And they could, like, cut stuff open, heat it up. I don't know. I think that sounds pretty good, no? Better than what we had the applied science class. You guys take that, science for dummies. What did we have? Not even, a, not even a science teacher, just a gym teacher. <laughs> rubbing a balloon on his head. <clears throat> All my future telemarketers know what static electricity is. <laughs> the whole class like, no, but uh, we know that 28 grams is an ounce. Oh, look at that. Wow. All the stupid kids sell weed. What a surprise. Yeah. One time I bought weed off this guy in high school and this guy just took a handful of weed and he just put it in my hand. And I was like, dude, like, don't you have a bag? And he looked at me right in the eyes. He's like, yo, I sell weed, not bags. I fucked up the beginning of my set pretty bad. I'm like, I'm thinking about it in my head as I'm autopiloting through jokes. And I fucking hate that. That I came an hour to be here. And I fucking, it drives me nuts. Like right now I'm thinking in my head, like I was taken away from my mom when I was a kid. And I had more fun doing that than this right now. <laughs> All right, we like that stuff, don't we? Then? Okay. So my parents are alcoholics. Yep. <laughs> what about you guys? Just a room full of privilege. Okay, perfect. It's a good thing my parents were alcoholics. I would have got nothing for Christmas. Everything I got came out of a beer case. <laughs> hey, what'd you get for Christmas? Oh, a bunch of mini Stanley cups. <laughs> I was like the only kid on the playground, just like head to toe in beer gear. I had like the Budweiser hats, the Budweiser gloves, the Budweiser shirts, the Budweiser socks. I had so much Budweiser on. I believe like I sponsored NASCAR driver for Christ's sakes. <laughs> just turned all my buddies on the playground. I'm just like, Hollister, Billabong, 
What kind of beers are those? <laughs> I haven't heard of those beers before. <laughs> I tell this because it's my favorite joke, and that's true. My mom's a bad drunk, and uh, like really, really, like nice lady, but she like turn the whole house and she'll like flip it upside down. And like, um, so she's lonely because like everyone in her life left her. So she ended up buying these birds. And uh, I came to her house one day, and uh, she didn't know I was coming. She was drinking. She knocked over the bird cage. Seeds are on the floor, fucking everywhere. And she ended up killing this poor innocent bird. And if you know anything about alcoholics, they live their whole life in denial. So I was like, uh, "Hey, mom, what happened to the bird?" School. Uh, it was the weirdest thing. Uh, I went to bed. Uh, around eight thirty. I wasn't drinking or anything. Definitely wasn't drinking. And I heard this weird rattling going on downstairs in the cage. And I come downstairs and I look, and the bird cage doors open. The bird's laying there on the floor. And I'm like, are you seriously trying to tell me like the bird couldn't handle the stress of living with you so it fucking killed itself? <laughs> so you're trying to tell me? She's like, no, no I'm just surprised as you are. Anyways, this story is four birds. My mom has killed four fucking birds at her house. Can you believe it? Four birds. Growing up at my house was like a fucked up episode of Looney Tunes where Sylvester always won. <laughs> Every single time, just like sucker and sucking tash into another cage again. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Sorry if I told you that and I made you feel weird and uncomfortable. Um, but this next joke is called The Puppy We Had for Six Weeks. <laughs> oh, fuck off. I'm just kidding. It was four weeks. He was a pussy. Come on. No. I'm going to tell you guys this and I'm going to leave. Um, I usually talk about my parents being alcoholics, so I just like to bump people out during my sets. And, uh, sometimes, like, people come up to me after shows and I'm like, man, you must really hate your parents, eh? And it's not true at all because, like, growing up, like, I always had, like, food in the fridge, nice school clothes. Even little things, like, do you guys remember where the pogs are? Yeah. Yes. You don't know they're like little circle cardboard cutouts. My mom used to bring me home the coolest looking slammers. Uh, wasn't until I got older though, I realized those were just her AA coins. No. <laughs> all, my, all my buddies growing up were like, how come all your slammers say 24 hours on them? <laughs> you have no idea, but they have a really rare one at home that says two months on it, because that's as far as she went with her sobriety. Anyways, guys, thank you so much, man. I'm bringing my What? Did I not tell you? Ah, he's a good comic. It's suffering suck attached, but he's still a good comic. It doesn't matter. That was still a good set, you gotta admit. Alright, your next comedian, uh, she is part of a show called Boys Club. It's every second Monday at Comedy Bar. Which Monday in relation to now? I can't remember that much. I got a lot of information though. That's right, she's part of a comedy show called Boys Club. She's a girl? It's 2018, that's the future you built, libtards. Imagine I was one of those guys. I'm not, I promise. <laughs> Give it up for Marissa Pacino, everybody! Hello, it's me, it's Marissa. It's your fun teen babysitter from the 90s. How's it going, you guys? Good to see you. Sometimes when I get on stage, I get really nervous. And I get really nervous because I'm afraid that people look at me and wonder what my parents looked at me and wondered for the first 20 years of my life. Like, is this girl gay? Or is she just cool? <laughs> Hard to tell the difference sometimes, right? Uh, I'm not gay, nor am I cool. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. I am bisexual. I'm a bisexual person. Honestly, I'm more like 90% bisexual. 
the other 10%, no one's sitting close enough to tell, is obviously cat hair. Uh, <laughs> just covered in cat hair all the time. <laughs> I'm a really uh, anxious person, and I deal with anxiety. One of the things in my life that's made me the most anxious ever was uh, coming out to my family. But when I came out to my dad, he just uh, gave me a fist bump, which is adorable. <laughs> I think it makes sense, though, because if you're a good parent, what do you want? You want your kids to have a better life than you had, right? So he just wanted me to get a better education than he got so I could get a better job, so I could kiss all the girls he did not kiss. <laughs> he just wanted me to have a better. When I came out to my little brother, my little brother looked at me and said, that's okay, Marissa. I don't think that most people are very straight anyways. <laughs> and then he immediately started to date men. <laughs> so that was cool. I think that goes to show uh, what scientists have been saying recently about queerness in families, right? That it's obviously contagious. <laughs> if anyone was sitting close enough, they would catch it, but they're not, so... Um, I told that joke in front of my mom recently, and she was like, what's the deal? How come I didn't make your coming out joke? And I was like, you were just nice. That's <laughs> not very funny. <laughs> so here's a joke about my mom. Uh, she can be happy to know that I did one. You guys can tell her. Uh, <laughs> I've decided to become like radically honest with my family because like depression makes you lie about a lot of things. Um, so I decided to be be more honest with my family, so I went home for Christmas and I told my mom for the first time, I was like, hey, I smoke weed. Um, I smoke weed mostly for like pain management, my cramps are really bad for my period, sorry fellas, and uh, I just want you to know that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a weed cookie and I'm going to be high in your house later, just so you know. And she was like, Marissa, you're an adult, you can do whatever you want with your body, just one thing, please do the weed cookie outside the house. <laughs> and I was like, do you think I'm going to smoke a cookie? I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat the cookie. Um, okay, here's one thing about me. I, uh, I don't really believe in monogamy, like on choosing to be with one person indefinitely on purpose. Some people don't know what it means, so that's why I described it. Um, <laughs> I just don't think that one person can handle all this <laughs> depression that I have. I don't think that one person can handle all my depression, so I have to date multiple people and sprinkle it around evenly so that it does not go off like a bath bomb on one person. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I talk about being depressed a lot uh, because I am depressed a lot. I think it makes sense that I talk about it a lot because it's such a huge part of my life. It would be like if you were on fire and we just weren't mentioning it. <laughs> that would be weird, right? Like uh, I had to have an awkward conversation with a friend recently. I missed her birthday party because I was too depressed to go. I was in bed while the party was happening. And so I was like, hey, Sarah, I'm so sorry that I missed your birthday party. Um, I was just too depressed to go, so I'll totally make it up to you. I'll take you out for dinner sometime soon when we're both free. And uh, she said... Marissa, I don't mean to be rude, I just don't get it. Like, I've never been depressed before, so I don't understand how it works. And then I said, Sarah, I don't mean to be rude, but if you've never been depressed before, you're mentally ill. <laughs> There's something wrong with your brain chemicals, and you're exercising, like, way too much, so you need to tone that down a bit. Um, if I was a superhero, 
uh, and they were like, name yourself. I'd be like, cool, just call me depressed. And they'd be like, no, 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 it's got to be like depression girl. Or like <laughs> depressed woman, something like that. And they'd be like, just call me depressed. It's just simpler that way. My superpowers would be sleeping for 16 hours a day and pretending like I'm having a really good time. <laughs> really making you believe it, you know? Um, I, uh, oh, I had to have a really awkward conversation with my new psychiatrist. I got a new psychiatrist. You're all like, thank you, good. Um, got a new psychiatrist and I had to have this awkward conversation where I had to be like, hey, am I allowed to do acid again? Question mark. And she was like, Marissa, you have bipolar disorder. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and she was like, you're on a mood stabilizing drug. And I was like, go on. <laughs> and she was like, you're also on a drug that's called an antipsychotic. And I was like, I'm going to need a yes or no answer from you. And she was like, let me put this very clearly. If you do acid again, you could have what's called a psychotic break and you could stay that way. And I was like, just to be super clear, um, you're saying that if I do acid, I could be on acid forever? Because that would be pretty great. Okay, my name's Marissa. Thank you a lot, you guys. about their like medical professionals and whatever either being weird or I've had some uh, I've had some issues with that tell me if you've ever run into this before I one time had a doctor that like couldn't pronounce my name you guys ever run into that does that give you confidence in your medical professional I was uh, and I kept going back too. I this was my name's Bergstresser by the way it's one of those names where like even like comedy hosts will come up and they'll be all scared they're like how do you say your name and I go try it and they try it and then they nail it because it's just how it looks on paper, and they go, okay, I don't know why I was freaking out. My doctor, the very first time I met him, he went, okay, and what exactly is the problem, Mr. P... And then he just looked at me like, oh, no, help, 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 help. And I was like, oh, that's it. Like, the scared, the most terrified look in his eyes I've ever seen on a person. He's like, please, 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 oh, no, help. I'm going to look so stupid in front of you if you don't help me through this name. So then I told him, I told him, I was like, oh, it's Bergstresser. And he looked at me like, oh, Jesus Christ, I would have never gotten that. And I'm like, that's bad. I'm not saying that, like... Reading comprehension is number one for a doctor. I'm not saying that's the main thing. But it's also scary just thinking that he might just be like, uh-oh, bad news. I just found out Kyle has uh, tuberculosis, has some kind of tuberculosis. It looks like from the from his throat pictures, it looks, ah, he's fine. We're not going to worry about him. He's fine. He'll die in his sleep or whatever. It's all good. That's a scary thought. Anyway, your next comedian's probably not dying. Let's hope she's not. At least she's wonderful. Give it up for Lucy Gervais. My name is Lucy Gervais. I am single and depressed. Wow. Wow. Both at once. What a catch. Ooh. How'd you, how'd you land? How'd you nail both of those down? Oh. It's, uh, it's hard uh, dating when you're depressed. I keep making this mistake of just telling people uh, how sad I actually am, like, way too quick. Anyone else do that? Like, that's more of, like, a sixth date sort of thing. And I'm whipping it out number two. I'm like, here are all my feelings. None of them are good. Uh-huh. 
and uh, you know, the, the people get people get a little intimidated. People get a little afraid. They're like, this isn't this isn't why I dated a, a 24 year old guy. Like, you're not supposed to be ruined yet. That's my job. Uh, so that's the thing. That's cool. They're like, this this isn't why I dated a blonde. You're supposed to be more fun. What the fuck? Uh, so that's pretty cool. I can't watch porn. Uh, I'm not one of those like cool girls who watches porn because I just can't do it. Like I tried, I can't do it. Because the whole point of porn, right, is to like put yourself in the position of the performers, uh, which is great when you're a dude with a dick. Everything's going, everything's going your way. That's for sure. Everything's going like super well for you. Not so much for me. Okay, dude with a dick getting like his dick sucked by four different people. Okay, that that looks nice. Maybe I'll maybe I'll try some of that. Nope, four dicks in the mouth at once. <laughs> not the same. Not, not the equivalent situation. One of them that's definitely harder to breathe. You know, it's definitely more of a choking hazard uh, for sure. And you know, like I showed up here with a full face of makeup. It's ruined. Who like you don't know what I was gonna do after this. <laughs> fucking scrub my face uh, and try to look at myself again, that's going to be hard. <laughs> you know, you took all of my pubic hair. I, I liked it. Why is it all gone? Where'd you put it? Where's it good? Is it ever going to grow back? Like, what happened to me? You know? Like, who, who am I anymore? Who have I become? Like, what? Like my fingernails do not need to ever be this long. Like, how am I supposed to wipe? This is horrible. Like, fuck. Can someone just give me a towel? Like, help. Like, help. I'm just sitting behind my laptop shouting, help. <laughs> it's making my roommates very uncomfortable. Another thing about porn, none of the vaginas look like mine. What the fuck is this? They're all tiny? <laughs> They're all like, way, mine's way bigger than that. None of them look like mine. They all look like fucking macarons. <laughs> Why do they all gotta look exactly the same? This is boring. I have like 60% more vagina than like anyone in any porn. I'm working with a lot here, okay? I don't understand. Like, why are they getting rid of flaps just willy nilly? Like, what? Why? Why are you doing that? Why are you just getting rid of flaps? I like my flaps. I like them. They're endearing. They're cute. I don't fucking know. I'm not just. Like, I've seen, like, so many videos of what plastic does to the ocean that I'm like, where are you putting these flaps? Like, is there going to be, like, a whale, like, on the beach? It's going to be dead. They're going to open it. It's going to be fucking flaps. Like, I don't want my flaps. Who else has a vivid imagination? Let me hear it. Who else? Like, I'm just like, why, you know, what if you, what if you need them someday? You're just gonna cut them off. What if you need them? What if we need them to fly? You're gonna be f feel fucking stupid if we're all like flying away. It's like going up in the air. You're stuck on the ground with your fucking macaron. Like, I'm not trying to body shame or anything. You know, do what you want, what you want with your body. But like, right? Thank you. Just do what you want. But like, I just want a little bit of representation. You know, I want to, you know, I want to see myself in someone else's vagina for once. It's never happened to me. You know, like, it's not, it's not fair. You know, like, you know what I'm working with here? If you take a slice out of a cantaloupe and look at it, that's what I got. This is what I want to see. pornography. Uh, as you guys can probably super tell, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pro-choice. Like, there's no confusion. 
uh, about that at all. Um, cool. I look like I make vegan tampons. <laughs> like as a non-profit, like not even for money, like just for charity. Uh, but I'm super, super pro-choice. I think that abortion protests have gotten kind of like, they're all the same, you know? There's nothing fun about them anymore. <laughs> not like the good old days. Right? There's, there's, there's just a fucking sign with the scrambled baby on it, and it's like, God hates you. It's like, you know, we, we, we know, okay? <laughs> I think that, you know, the pro-life side, we should come in with our own signs. Like, I think it'd be fun to show up to an abortion protest just holding up a, a picture of the man whose baby you don't want to have. <laughs> I think I would change a few minds. Be like, really, Phyllis, you want me to have Chad's fucking baby? <laughs> he's got frosted tips and a fade, and he's white. This is bad. <laughs> this is really bad. Get this out of me. You want me to? You want me to have a kid? I, I, you know. You don't know what I did on the weekend. I I'm wearing an I'm with stupid T-shirt, and it's. Arrows pointing at my uterus. You want me to have the baby, Phyllis? You fucking idiot, Phyllis. That's the whole shirt, you know. That's just you fucking idiot, Phyllis. I gotta change a few minds, you know. I uh, I think people are weird about uh people are super weird about sexual assault, right? Like we we agree with that. People are always asking like weird questions of people who've been assaulted. Like anytime someone gets assaulted, first question is always like, well, what 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 were you wearing, right? <laughs> What were you wearing? Where did you shop? Like, what were you wearing? And as if, like, the clothes are responsible uh, for sexual assault. And I think if that's true, if clothes are truly responsible for sexual assault, you should be able to get your money back. <laughs> like, that is cause for refund. Like, no questions asked. Can you imagine that customer service phone call? Like, hi, this is Nancy from... Juicy Couture customer service. Yeah, Nancy? Yeah, Nancy? Oh, I got a complaint, Nancy. Oh, I got a fucking complaint for you, bitch, okay? It's taking it out of Nancy. It's not her fault. <laughs> Woke up in a ditch this morning, Nancy. How about that? How about that? Still got the receipt. <laughs> you, should, you should put a warning label on these clothes like you do with cigarettes. Warning, someone's gonna fuck you tonight. You may or may not be into it. Alright. <laughs> I'll leave you guys with one more joke. I figure, you know, we're all gonna die someday, right? Uh, <laughs> I figure if I'm gonna, I'm gonna die someday, I'm gonna die doing what I truly love, and uh, that's jaywalking. <laughs> I've been Lucy Gervais. Thank you very much. Have a Everybody's gonna be like, finally, someone told us. Well, what a host, he's so perceptive. Anyway, I'll be, I was gonna kill myself after tonight anyway. It doesn't matter. It's fine that I fucked that up. No, it, seriously, it doesn't matter. Speaking of me fucking things up, this uh, your next act, I went to go ask him how to pronounce his name, and I got two words in. I was like, how do you? And he's like, he was, he, and then he just told me. He's like, yeah, I under, I see you. You're like a fucking cloudy-eyed white guy. So you're like, it's not James. Like, it's, it's, you can tell that as soon as I hear a name, I'm not used to like a man. Sorry, can you give it to me a few more times? Because I'm a stupid idiot, is what I'm getting at. Listen, this guy's amazing. I've heard a bunch about him. He's supposed to be incredible. Full.
full honesty, I've never seen him before, but I heard he's good. <laughs> Give it up for Abbas Wahab, everybody. I hope I said that right. Guys, keep it going, Bray Hoss. Keep it going, Bray Hoss. I wait for you to stop clapping before I, I say that. Just to make it inconvenient, okay? I'm a dick. Yeah, mental health, guys. Yeah, I, um... Um... Yeah, I... Dealt with depression, not myself. My brother was extremely depressed for quite some time. He actually ended up uh, taking his own life uh, last year, earlier last year. It was a really tough time, but... It took a while, it takes a while, you know, that kind of thing takes a while to kind of move on in a sense, you know, I kind of close the, the book on it and just find peace in it. Uh, just day by day, I did my best essentially to do um, slowly finish uh, everything on his Netflix continue watching list. You know? <laughs> and, uh, problem is like six people use that Netflix account, so. I think I might just be watching Netflix, guys. <laughs> yeah, Lost doesn't make a lot of sense when you start on the third season. It's not. I'm doing it for him. It was, it was, it was tough. I was living in California at the time, and uh, I had insurance. So I was like, let me go get some uh, therapy, you know, talk to somebody about this. And my issue, you know, something I dealt with a lot growing up, even until now, is anxiety. So... I was talking to the therapist about it, you know, how I'm constantly thinking about what people think, you know? And he's like, well, you know, this is how you were brought up, and through hard work, you can build synapses to essentially physically change the way that you structure your thinking. I'm like, that sounds amazing. Like, I'd love to do that. Like, how do I go about doing that? He goes, well, first, well, you're gonna need about $1,400, okay? <laughs> Looking at your insurance here, you got a 40% copay, so how bad do you want this peace of mind? <laughs> huh? How bad do you want it? So yeah, now I'm real anxiety. Like, I walk around all day in fear of checking my phone and having someone watch me see that I have no notifications, you know? <laughs> Constantly in fear of that scenario. So much anxiety that I, I'm, I'm the guy flushing the urinal before I start peeing, you know what I mean? I can tell by the lack, every time I get the lack of last, because that hits hard for guys. You can't talk about this, right? It's tough to pee in silent bathrooms, public silent bathrooms, okay? I'm saying it. It's true, all right? I listen for this. It's tough, and I'm considerate, okay? Like, if I finish peeing, and I can tell the guy two urinals down didn't even start, I'll make all the noise, you know? I'll walk over to the tap, I'll blast the faucet, gang paper towels, get the air dryer going. And if he's still not peeing, I'll just be like, look in the mirror and be like, oh. Another day of being deaf. And he immediately starts peeing. Every time, you know? That's all considered that one. <laughs> my theory is that, um, my theory is anxiety. I was raised so religious, and I really think that my anxiety came from that. Like, I moved to this country when I was six from Sudan, and when I was 11, sixth grade, I got pulled out of music class because, and I quote, music is haram, which means forbidden in, in Islamic religion, which is not even true, by the way. That's just some village shit, okay? <laughs> so for sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, every time I had music class, they would pull me out and toss me in the remedial class. You know, with like, the, what... Now I call it the room of miscellaneous children, you know? <laughs> we had the slow kids, not stupid, not stupid, 
but like trying to trade uh, Pokemon two years into Digimon. Like, hey, Steven, <laughs> open your eyes, buddy. <laughs> Look what's going around around you, right? Look. We also had the like super allergic kids, right? Like allergies so bad, they weren't even allowed to watch the Nutty Professor, you guys. Bad, bad allergy. And the damage kids, I'll be honest with you. I know, healthy, no allergies, but I don't know if you remember, but do you guys, any of you grow up with that kid who would tell you a believable lie and then immediately make fun of you for believing it? <laughs> oh, you're so gullible, man. Looking back, that kid just needed a hug, you know? That's all that kid needed, right? We have crazy ways of coping with divorce, you know? <laughs> That's what happens. I was like a class clown from the get-go as soon as I got my English down. Actually, fifth grade, Miss Daniels class. I'm just like a nuisance, smart ass. She stops the class. She goes, what do you want? And I'm like, a million dollars. She goes, I don't see anybody laughing. Now go to the office. <laughs> Guys, it was the first time I ever bombed. It was terrible. <laughs> terrible. Walking to that office was like, was a million too sarcastic. Should have gone with a lower number. <laughs> I'm gonna go with 65,000 next time. I'll get him with 65,000. You know you're from a messed up country when old white people pronounce it with the at the beginning? <laughs> the Sudan, the Chad, the Congo. Because you never once heard the Switzerland, right? Nobody says the England. It's the countries that start with the, they don't get the flu, they get malaria, you know? Dengue fever, the bug, jungle bug illnesses. What come for you? Three years actually after I graduated school, I lived in the States. And uh, I got kicked out of the States, and I had to move back at home with my super religious mom, right? Still driving me crazy with her, like, every time I come out of the bathroom, my mom's like, keep the bathroom door closed. Keep the bathroom door closed. And one day I was like, what? why? Why does the bathroom door have to stay closed? She goes, Abbas, Shawatin, which translates to demons. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, I wish I had the heart to tell this woman, right? Like, mom, in my pocket, I have cocaine. <laughs> the demons aren't in the bathroom, mom, you know? They're not there. They do crazy things to overcome this anxiety. I'm a big into weed. I already know from the general claps earlier that uh, it's not a pot-friendly uh, room, right? So I'm not going to ask for that again. But I got so high on 420, I realized gangsters always carpool. <laughs> right? Like think of Boys in the Hood, think of every drive-by ever. I actually Googled it. Only 30% of drive-bys ever get solved. Well, they have access to the carpool lane, right? It makes sense, they're gone. They're gone. Hey, cops beat thugs. But thugs beat traffic, right? So it works out. Give it up for your host, guys. Comics, stick around. Um, uh, don't, don't, you're literally right about to leave. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> you guys getting that feeling where you're like, this is really fun, but I hope it doesn't go on like a bunch longer. You know that feeling? You're like, I'm really, really enjoying this, but if it's like 20 minutes longer, I'm going to find a way to be like, ah, oh, my stomach. Like, you're gonna, we're kind of at that point. No, it's all good. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, somebody is going to.
show of strength is a movement where I try to encourage courage. You can find out more by visiting www.ashowofstrength.com. You can subscribe, rate, and review A Show of Strength at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Tweet me at A Show of Strength. Or send me an email at a show of strength at iCloud.com.